It's 9.30 p.m. on Friday, and the kids are in bed, and you know what that means? It's time to get our bake on. (laughs) (laughs) I saw from the comments that there are a lot of people who thought that this was a podcast about the wacky tobacco. No. Yeah. Did you read that? No, I didn't see that one. No. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> With the way I just, it's time to get our bake on. And then we giggled a lot. Yeah, we giggled a lot. So okay. it's week two. It's biscuit uh, who week. Who are you? Who are you, by the way? Oh, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. It's week two. It's biscuit week. Teresa? Yes? Do you do you know what biscuit means? I bet you know what biscuit means. Crunchy cookie. Well, I mean the word itself, like oh. the origin of the word. Do you know? Isn't it? It's a. Uh, it, it's derived from the hardtack biscuit, right? Well, the so sea, it, it originally the it, seaman's biscuit. I believe it is Latin for twice baked. Mm. Right, and I biscotti. Yes, is Italian for twice baked. So let me tell you the mistake I made, folks. Okay, I, in anticipation for biscuit week. I bought us a bunch of biscuits. Got a bunch of biscuits ready. I bought like proper English biscuits. Yes, I got. We're some. talking jammy Dodgers. Dammy, jammy Dodgers with the raspberry fillings. I think I said jammy Dodgers. <laughs> I got some jammy Dodgers with the raspberry filling. I got biscolata. I think was the biscolata yes. and several different um, flavors of biscolata. There was many dark chocolate wafers. There was dark chocolate and orange like jelly. There was white chocolate and lemon. And then we also got some bourbons, some chocolate bur- bourbons, bourbon biscuits. Sure. Um, but he, I looked it up. But I, the, oh, the mistake I made. I made the tray of the biscuits while you were putting BB to bed. Uh-oh. And then they were just sitting there. And I was, <laughs> and I was like drowning in my own saliva. Oh, no. So I looked it up to distract myself. Okay. Biscuit is twice baked, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, why in the U.S. do we call everything cookies? Where in the U.K., anything that is like crunchy is a biscuit. And anything soft is a cookie. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Okay. It's very interesting. Drop so, that knowledge on me. So, I'm ready. Cookie comes from a Dutch word that I'm going to say is like cookie, but it's like K-O-E-K-J-E, I believe. And what it was, was the Revolutionary War happened, Mm. and there was a lot of anti-British sentiment. So We dumped all the tea in the harbor. And we stopped using a lot of British words, like British slang, and so it became uh, cookies and uh, like... Crackers instead oh, of biscuits. Oh, okay. Okay. And so then biscuit here came, was like, it was almost like the uh, copyright was was up. And I was like, <laughs> well, now the word's free. We'll just use it. So it became used for like the soft bready things that we did. Which they call scones. Correct. Yes. So it is week two. It was week biscuit two. week. Oh, boy. I have to say. Oh, boy. Um, well, so I was reminded... At the end of the episode by you that our baby was sleeping yeah. uh, because I was quite taken aback. Yeah. And I did, I, I don't want to say scream. I want to say. You screamed? No. No. You no, no, squealed? I really? Maybe it was squealed. There was a high pitched noise that escaped perhaps involuntarily from your body. It went like this. I'm going to back away from yeah, the Yeah, everybody. Mic. Okay. What? Yeah, that was it. What? 
That was st- that's still really piercing. Okay. Um, hey, it didn't go all the way no, to the top of the waveform. No, but that was you form. leaning all the way. Where I'm looking at the waveform. Okay. So uh, I guess spoilers, folks. We're going to talk about what happens in the episode. Um, so, didn't we talk about what happens in the episode last time? Yeah. What is this podcast about? That's fair. We're talking about Great British Bake Off. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first up, the signature challenge was. Florentines. Which just... It was a technical in another season. Yes, it was. Uh, the one with, oh gosh, who, that was, was the it one Candace? with. Was uh, It was the one with Awezar. Awezar. What was his name? Oh, wait. No. What? That was, yeah, because that's the one he went out. Awezar. So that yes. was with Richard and Nancy and Louie. Yes. The final three. Okay. Because I remember he used the the circle cutter uh, after the Florentines were done and he cut off all the lacy, crunchy bits on the outside. Yeah. And Mary was like, you cut off all the best bits. Why'd you do that? Which is interesting because I'm pretty sure Lottie did that intentionally in this one. Yeah. And she got a handshake. Spoiler. Um, so- I think it has to do with, though, that was, this is a signature. Yeah. And the other one was a technical. Fair. So in the recipe, it didn't say to cut off with the cutter at the end. You yeah. Know? So I guess if anyway. it's a signature, it's like your own style. Yeah. Um, and also, we've seen a couple of biscuit weeks that have been like people's undoing. Um, so this Florentines, right? Uh, so Florentine, maybe you're listening to this and you didn't watch the episode. Why are you doing that? I don't know. Maybe people just enjoy our witty banter. Mm, um, probably not. Florentine is like kind of a mix up of like uh, caramel and nuts and maybe some fruit, and one no. side is like coated in chocolate. It's kind of like a if 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 cookies and uh, toffees sure. had a baby. Sure. Sure. A lot of caramely, sugary, nutty business. What kind of business. school do you think they would send them to? Good school? Okay. 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 Let's talk about Rowan. Let's talk about Rowan. Oh, we just, we're just going to dive right Here's into the thing. it. Okay, we're going to talk about okay, it. Okay, you know what? You're right. Before we talk about Rowan, there was one other thing, because I think Rowan is going to end up dominating this conversation. Okay. Want to talk about this was our first handshake of the yes, season. Yes, first handshake. Not just a handshake, I would say. He took one with him to go, which I've seen the host do and I've seen Prue do mm-hmm. and I've I don't remember Paul doing it. So if it's happened, it's happened so I've rarely. I've seen him take a second bite. Yes. But I cannot remember off the top of my head a time where he was like this is so good. I'm taking a whole other one for the right. Road. Yeah, yeah. Right. That that is. And that was Lottie's. Yes. Florentines. Her quarantine Florentines. Her grandparents' favorite recipe. Let's see. There was some sour cherry. Some sour cherry in there. There was some dark chocolate Indeed. and a splattering of white chocolate. Indeed. Um. What else? Were there any kind of special nuts in there? I can't remember. But he. But Paul really loved how big they were. Yeah. Like big and lacy and chewy and then good snap. But what I wanted to talk about, the snap, yeah. What I want to talk about is what, to you, does the handshake signify? Because the handshake, if you've never watched Great British Bake Off, maybe this is your first season, right? Every so often, Paul, specifically Paul, will be so impressed by a bake. And it almost always happens in the signature very, very, very rarely in the showstopper, if It ever. did happen once in the showstopper when, uh, in bread, when, uh, was it date? No. No, it was other Paul. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. When he made the purse. 
Oh, right, 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 right. Who was that? But he got he got the handshake during the showstopper, which is a rarity. Yes. And it it's usually like reserved for like above and beyond. Like I can't find fault. Now, and this is the thing, right? Yes. Because a few episodes, a few seasons, series, oh. as they say, series back. Paul seemed to be giving them out like candy like, bars. There was one, and it was specifically, I know, the season with Kim Joy, because I remember she was one of the three mm. in one in one signature. Yes. Three people. And the thing is, is that lowers, because to me, what it signifies is perfection. I cannot find any fault with this, and I'll give it to you. And what I saw happen a lot in that season, where I felt like he was just giving them out, is he was doing a lot of like, oh, I hate to give this to you, but uh, which is like, well, if you hate to give it to him, yeah, don't. Well, but I think it has to do with maybe they keep upping the ante, right? So the first handshake he gave out, he was like, this is perfection, this is good, and then the second handshake he gives out, he's like, oh, but this is better than the last one because I didn't get a chance to taste this one before I had the last one, so now I have sure. to give this one a handshake, and then the third one happens the same way where it's like building. Where it's becoming, if he had the first handshake person first, he if he hadn't, so if it had been he, the reverse, he should, he should try all of them and then go back to one person. <laughs> like, uh, you handshake. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I don't think it really has to do with perfection. I think it has to do with he. He's always talking about that's the way I would have made it, and I mm. think that he he holds his bakes to a very high standard. Yeah. And when he finds something better than what he has made, that's when he gives the handshake. So maybe that's why it's kind of begrudging is like he doesn't want to admit that it's better yeah. than he could have done it. Oh, maybe. Exactly. But I, I, I like it better when it's rarer because the thing is, is unlike some competition shows, right? There's some competition shows where it's like fashion or like the flower show that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or like makeup, right? Where like you can see and so, all visual, right? So what they're looking at is what I'm looking at. Right. With this, because it is, there's flavor at play too, some of it is like, I just have to trust that the flavor is there or not based on how they react and what they say. Right? So the yeah. handshake to me is a huge barometer of like how good the thing is or not. And so I like it better when he's very withholding of them. I don't think the bakers like it better when they're well, when he's no, very withholding. <laughs> of course, of course they don't. But he so Paul caught some uh, some Twitter flack that season for just giving him out for giving out the the handshakes, and I think that you know every year this show is on TV, they seem to get people who rise higher. Yeah, you know, so people who have already come in doing a lot of these say like you know disguise bakes. Or, like, you know, super great piping or, like, all that kind of stuff. Even if they just have, like, one dish, it's like, I perfected this cake. Like, this cake is great. So I think that, you know, Paul just has to kind of, like, raise his barometer a little bit, you know, and then you don't get as many handshakes in a show. So, Rowan. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I know. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Rowan. Rowan last week was the one who did the, like, I'm going to put a temple in a cake and then had to scale it back. Mm-hmm. And his showstopper, I can't remember exactly what it was, but a very similar thing happened where, like, he had a big plan 
and then it wasn't working. So it was like, Marie Antoinette, right? And he couldn't and he do this, did the... he did a really great job with the mold of the face, and the cake was pretty good. But he had promised shoe buns for mm-hmm. her hair. Yes. And he ended up just using kind of like parchment paper pinned up and it looked fine. Looked fine. It looked yeah. good. It looked like a powdered wig. But he promised shoe buns. And here's the thing, he got feedback on it that was like, hey, the stuff that you ended up finishing was good. But next time, just like plan accordingly. So this week both his signature and his showstopper, he openly admitted he had not ever finished to time, which is, I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> and secondly, both both of them were like, here's what I planned on doing, and I ran out of time, and he came last in technical. So for the signature, yes, he was like, I'm going to do some Florentines and decorate them with this modeling chocolate waistcoats, vests, as yes. we would call them We here. would say they were vests. And... He only maybe got the vest decorations on half of them. Out of 36, yes. Yeah. And he, like, said, oh. Here's the thing. (laughs) The only other baker, maybe this is going to ruffle some feathers, that I have felt this way about in all the seasons we have watched. Which baker is my least favorite baker? Which baker do I dislike the least? Do you remember? You dislike the most? Yes, dislike the most. Thank you. It is. I'll give you a clue. I think he's the epitome of privilege. Oh, 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 it's, uh, mm, what's his name, John? James. No, James. I like John. I like John. James. James just skates by. James, I don't care for Scottish James. Scottish James. I don't care for James. Remember in the very, very early on seasons, remember the guy with the dark hair who drops the cake? Oh, yes, yes, yes. What's with the name? longish hair that like yeah. Paul seems to treat like a son for yeah, some reason. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. I thought you were going to say him. Well, he also him. Um, but I. We were so good with names last I week, know. and this week we're really we're really not bringing it. I'm and, so sorry. And the thing is, is Rowan, like the ease with which he said, like I would have liked to finished more of them, like they were getting extra points for finishing all of them, as opposed to that being yeah. the brief. That yeah. to me was like, are you taking this seriously? And I think that's the reason it was so frustrating to me is because there are people who come on this show and they want to prove something to themselves, to their family, to the world, whatever. And he's like, I'm just here to have a jolly good time. Oh, whatever. And it's just like, mm, my dude, Is it also because seriously. he's pretty posh? I mean, are you like, are you kind of like angry about how posh he is? I'm not angry. I'm a little posh myself. <laughs> I'm not angry about how posh he is, but it doesn't help him not look a little privileged mm. when it's like in his free time he polishes <laughs> antiques and he's like, I don't know, I didn't finish all of them. But but Antique but, Roadshow yeah. says you should never polish no, your you antiques. Leave that patina right on there. Leave that Mandy patina right on there. <laughs> okay, but I just hit the microphone. I'm so sorry, okay, everyone. You're but the thing is, his Florentines tasted better. Than Mox, okay? Except. They t- they were better. They said that Mox Florentines were underbaked, soggy, poorly decorated. Okay. Not crispy, no bend, and th- no snap, all bend. Okay, fair. But also, Rowan's didn't have any snap either. And Prue said that the modeling chocolate was too sweet and ruined the biscuit. 
right? And but th- that means that the biscuit was good, whereas Fair. Max biscuit was not good. But this is another thing of like the privilege to me, where afterwards he had the goal to look at the camera and say the concept was good, but and I want to be like, no, the concept was not good, Rowan. Rowan, the concept was not good. He was trying to make it his signature. He wears the waistcoats. I don't understand. He could have done it better. He, he could have done it with piping. He could yeah. have piped. He it's true. Piped them. There were lots of bakes people could have done better. Now, the other the thing that that is consistently difficult for me is when someone comes last in yes. technical, and then they and it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter at all when it's when it's time to go home because if they pull out the stops for their showstopper, then they stay in. And that's the thing about Rowan, right? He was last in technical. Uh-huh. Mac was third. Third in technical. Third in technical. Of, and this is out of 11. This isn't like a week six third. This is like out of 11, he was third. That, mean, that means something. It, it should mean something. So often... It doesn't because everybody it like it's like they forget about the first day and then the second day is the only thing they judge anybody on because they're counting on people to pull themselves back up. Right. So yeah. it it looks like a big improvement when you go from last and technical to pretty good in showstopper. It always seems like the last and technical matters for deciding whether or not between two people for Star Baker. Mm. But my I the thing is, is I think. Think the thing that frustrates me. So Matt goes home, right, and Rowan stays. And I think you are right that I think uh, Rowan's signature is worse than Max. But Matt comes third. No, no, no. Rowan's signature was better. Better than, than Max. Max, right? Mac comes third in technical. Mm-hmm. Rowan comes eleven out of eleven. Mm-hmm. And I think Max's showstopper was better than Rowan's. I don't know. I think that they were evenly both pretty bad. <laughs> okay, maybe, okay, maybe even just slightly, but I don't think, I don't think Rowan's signature was so much better than Max to make up for the eleven the technical. Here's the thing: so Rowan's uh, showstopper was really rough, right? But he followed the brief more. That's the thing, Cause he, right? Because he like molded. Because he used yeah. he used real objects to mold biscuit sure. whereas i hit the mic again i'm You're gesticulating wildly of, yes, yes um usually that's my job so but mac he only baked biscuits flat yeah. and then cut and assembled them to make True. To make his showstopper, it was not good planning. It, it actually reminded me of Wazo. Yeah, where it was just like, okay, well, your brief was to like make some, and all you did was, was stack them like, up. Right? Yeah, and he, if you don't recall, he made like a kind of rocket ship and used store bought fondant. Store bought fondant, and he was supposed to make a biscuit sculpture, and he basically just made a tower. Right now, um, which and- was also which was also a, a showstopper from Francis's season. That's true. No. Was it the season? No, it or, was a different season. It was a different Fra- season. Francis was a different season. Francis made all no, the no, different no. biscuits that were like shaped like buttons. Yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. It was a different season, but that was the showstopper for that. It was Make a Biscuit Tower. Correct. Anyway. Um, so I would say, and we'll talk more about the showstoppers in a second, just looking at the technical and the signature, mm-hmm. um, I think... At the end of the signature, I think it was Lottie's to lose, which she did. 
Because if I remember correctly, she was like ninth in technical. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter, who had a good signature too, mm-hmm. he was 10th in technical. Yeah. And um, then there's the one who got Starbaker. Let's talk about Dave. Dave. So Dave, in his signature, had some good, had a great snap. Like yes. A solid snap. Um, and they talked about- It was about, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They were like, bang. Like, I heard it here when they did it there. Yeah. Um, and he used the different kind of feathering of the chocolate. It was a very good effect. It looked very pretty, very uniform, which mm-hmm. I assume for something like that is hard that to counts. do. That counts. Um, and then he came first in technical. Yeah, so he got Starbaker. Yeah. Um, and I. so here's what I will notice just overall before we get to shit summer. Um, There were some people who I thought rose a lot, in my opinion, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda, who I thought there are sometimes in the first week, it's like one of these two people is going out first yeah, week, yeah. and then the other one it's is going go out second, second week, week right? Yeah. Linda ended up, her Florentines were a little rough in the decoration, but she did well in technical. She was like in the top half, if I remember correctly. And her show's double was fine. She was solidly middle of the pack. Right. Yeah, I, instead of at the end. Um, I would I, say wait same a with the marks. Wait a minute. You said that it was Lottie's to lose. Do you believe in Curse of the Star Baker? Um... Well, no, because Peter was Starbaker last week. No, I thought Lottie was Starbaker. No, Peter was Starbaker. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay. Man, it's been a long week. Lots happened, folks, but we don't need to talk about all that. Okay. Do you believe in Curse of the Starbaker? No. Because Peter got last in technical, got like 10th in technical. Sure. But he did good. I think, I think. I don't think that Curse of the Starbaker has. A, a, what has as much the, footing. What is, what is okay. Curse of the Star Baker? Curse of the Star Baker is someone gets Star Baker one week and then they feel so much pressure that they basically like self implode because uh-huh. they they want to be Star Baker. They feel like they've they've peaked and they met the top and so they they just everything goes chaotic. I, um, I refer to I, it as first to worst. Yeah, and I don't think it really starts to show up until there are like. Six or seven people. Well, I think what it is, and I think what we saw, and what I think this crowd in particular seems to be ripe for, is specialties versus weaknesses. Okay. Where I think that, you know, like there are some people who will always do great in technical and showstopper and blow it, or do great in signature and showstopper and blow it in technical. Like Nadia didn't win, like do well in a technical for like the first seven weeks or something. It's true. It's and, true. And I think what it is is like, she was very nervous. She was getting in her own yeah. way. And I think that what we saw this week, I'm trying to remember everybody. There's still so many people. Like, Sura did really well last week. Like, won the technical, did well in the signature showstopper. I think this week she did okay. She did Yeah, good. another middle of the road. Uh, I would say maybe top top four. But safe. Yeah, safe. Um, and like the marks did better this week than last week. Dave wasn't even on my radar last week and he more or less. Well, he was only on the radar because his bakes got spilled. Right. Aside from the signature, he more or less swept it this week. So let's talk about the showstopper. Okay. This was make, uh, mold a biscuit table setting that meant something to you. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I know I keep saying, let's go to the showstopper. One more thing about the technical. Only because I mentioned it last week and I want to stay on theme. Oh, what? Which is they said specifically when they do the little cutaway to uh, Prue and Paul, like, oh, why did you pick this one? Blah, blah, blah. 
Paul said specifically, like, we we made it tight on time, so it was a challenge, which feels again like nailed it. Feels again like something would do it and nailed it, where it's just like, well, we're going to make it intentionally hard on them by giving them slightly less time than it would actually take, right? It just feels a little... A uh, little pull the rug no. out from under kind of deal to me. I mean, wouldn't everybody do like an amazing job if they had all the time in the world? Yeah, but like, this is just the first time that they explicitly said, like, yeah. we're giving them less time than we actually think they need. I just want to acknowledge it. Okay. So, acknowledged. Showstopper. showstopper. Like I said, this was moldable biscuit mm-hmm. tape, uh, sorry, table set sculpture. Sure. Oddly specific, for I sure. I mean, this is something that they've kind of just molded from another one where, like, it's make an object that looks like, make food into something that looks like something else. Yeah. They did it with bread. They've done it again with biscuits. They've done it with um, uh, with cakes. You know, make the cake looks like a pie or whatever I, I mean, it is, right? out last week, like... At a certain point, they've been doing this for, like, over 10 years, right? Yeah. You, you're running out of, like, make a good biscuit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be, like, more than that. Yeah, um, I remember the very first season where they still moved the tent around to different places around yeah. the Ooh. UK. Seems like a nightmare. Where one of them was, like, make a family pie. Yeah. That's the showstopper. Make a good, solid birthday cake. <laughs> like, um. like, and the woman who made a mince pie. She made it basically like a, a hamburger pie. One. Yeah. That one. So anyway. What what there was a lot of this time in the showstopper was a lot of shots of people almost or barely getting their biscuits out of the mold. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of what it was. Um, That's the thing. I mean, that was the whole deal of this one was molding the biscuits. And I think that everyone kind of like, I mean, including the cameraman, <laughs> focused a lot on getting the biscuits out of the mold because that is like the big thing for yeah. this. Not to say that the decorations were stellar because a lot of people Ugh. were like, ah, just going to throw some icing on it. Here's OK. This is this kind of frustrated me. A little bit with the signature, but then it really kind of chafed on the showstopper. Is there felt like these times where it was like it was a technical, um, where mm. they were like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, how do you not know? Do you think it's a result of them being in quarantine and not being able to be in their own like kitchens, maybe? Maybe. That's, I mean, that was the look with my eyes that I was shooting you. Yeah, that's, you, I, that's why you I picked it, it up. That's yeah, where I picked, you picked it up because I can read your mind. Because they are not supposed to be going home in between yeah. bakes. And I don't know where they're practicing. Do they each get their own practice tent? Are they just practicing right next to each other? Like, are they do they all have kitchenettes in their hotels or like are they staying at people's houses in wherever they are Berkshire like what what's the situation where they maybe they can't go back to their own kitchen and make a mess of it like yeah. you know uh in a couple of seasons before 
Ian had this whole like he goes back home and like explodes his kitchen. There's yeah. like chocolate everywhere. Uses every single pot and pan, and they showed it to us. It was a disaster. It was not an exaggeration. It was real. It and, was a real thing. It bothered even I, my <laughs> friends. And like the whole voiceover was about his wife who tidies up while he's gone, and then he God bless her. He turns it into his laboratory again on the weekends, right? But like, how hard, how hard must it be to be away from your homes, away from your families, and have to think about baking biscuits? I mean, sure. Listen, absolutely. But none of them are forced to be there. So before we get too maudlin about it, they all get to be on Great British Bake Off. Which I would love to be on Great British. Not that I would want to be away from you and the kids for seven weeks, but I guess it depends on how nice the place is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So it is questionable how much they get to practice. But let me go back to Rowan for a second. Okay. He was asked both after the signature and now before the showstopper, have you practiced the time? And he said no. And this is a pet peeve. Okay, wait a minute. Here's, here's how it went. I'm Paul and you're Rowan. Okay. okay. Did you practice? Yes. To time? No. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, is it is one of the pet peeves of mine watching the show when a contestant, one, mm-hmm. says that they have not ever completed it within the time limit, which is like, what are you doing? Pick something else? Yeah. How's that? How and about two, pick something else that you can do in the time limit? And two, when they're like, well, it hasn't gone well in practice. And it's like, no one's forcing you to make this recipe then. Again. Pick something else. Pick something else that does go well. Which is different from I'm going to wing it today, okay? So, like, Richard, he would have, like, two options, right? With his, um, what is it, something Kugel? Lining Kugel? No, no, that's a beer. <laughs> that's a beer. Kugamangen? No. Uh, I don't even know. It was, a, it was a German cake, a German yeasted cake. And he... Wasn't sure if he was going to ice it with, like, a water icing or do, like, a glaze or do, like, a dusting of sugar. But, like, he had the gist of it. Yeah. So, like, I think winging it is different, whereas this has never worked before. And so the thing I think that is most frustrating, and the reason if I had been Paul or Prue, I would have sent Rowan home, is he had... Two weeks and countless opportunities to not repeat the exact same mistake, mm-hmm. which he seemed to willfully disregard, which to me is like, do you want to be here? I think that is where I'm left like, okay, listen, one of these people is trying their hardest and one of these people is not willing to take the lifelines that we are throwing to them. Like imagine if Paul and Prue had said something to a contestant like, you need to stop using artificial flavors. And then the next week they were like, well, this week I'm using artificial banana. And it's like, then go home. Like, then go home. Because one of two things is happening, right? Either he does not have enough confidence in his, like, technical baking skills. And so he's trying to make up for it with, like, uh, pizzazz, right, and distraction. Or he just doesn't care. And either way, I don't think he should stay. Um, You know, we've talked about this a little bit before, the idea of, like, producers having kind of, like, their fingers in the pot, being like, 
Well, but Rowan is kind of like a, you know, a catchy personality. Oh yes, and I, yeah. Do you think that they that the producers may have tickled this a little bit? Man, I really hope not. I really hope not. We got, but here's what I'll say to that That's point. That's what we say. We love the British Bake Off for is they don't do that. Yeah. It kind of manu- it has their its own drama. Doesn't need to be manufactured in the way that say what Bachelor or whatever sure. is. Um, but like, may maybe they did. Maybe they I mean, did. I hope not. But I will say to that point, I think another reason it is frustrating is on some level I want to like Rowan. Right, because Rowan does seem interesting. He's got personality. He is distinct, right, mm-hmm. in a way that like it's easy for me to remember his name and who he is without like thinking about it too hard, right? Where I have to be like, wait, which one's Mark and which one's Dave, and you know that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Rowan, I remember right easily, and it, 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 we talked about it when we were watching it. I want him to be like Brendan, oh, who I yes. think about all the yeah. time because Brendan was a very interesting person who reminded me a lot of Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> in a good way, I think. And I was interested in, in watching In the way him. that Brendan was very exacting. Very meticulous. And he spoke in such a, like, meticulous way that, like, it was... <laughs> it's very Hannibal Lecter. And I loved <sighs> it. I loved it. Let me be clear. I loved it. But I want Rowan yeah. to be like that, where it's just, like, an interesting, like... Maybe the difference is that um, Brendan was a good baker. I do think that's it. Well, I think that's it, is when you look at someone who has a very distinctive style, you want to comp- you want meticulousness to accompany a meticulous right. look. So to be like, what I have done is I've made a study of this thing, and I've gotten very good at it, and that is why I'm here. As oft repeated in several series, style yeah. over substance. Right. Rowan is style over substance, and he's not even doing very good style. He doesn't finish anything. That's what makes it so frustrating. I completely understand in the way, and I also went on Twitter afterwards to see if people agreed with us that Rowan probably should have gone and Mac should have stayed, and they do. So, uh, but I also didn't look for people who had the opposite opinion. Oh yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Why would you go on Twitter and look for other people's opinions? Um, so, b- before we wrap up, has your opinion about anyone changed this week from last week? Um, I mean, I think last week we pinned Peter to win it, right? I will still I'll say I still feel good about that. He yeah, had a bad technical, very bad. He came mm. in tenth. But his signature was good. Mm-hmm. They liked it. And his showstopper was good. They liked it. So, yes. like, okay. I think Dave just did good in the signature, good in the showstopper, and won the technical. I think Peter, If I, I think that if Peter had ranked second or in the top four in technical, it would have been a very, very tight call. For me, I still feel like to be able to, like, put many more people in different rankings. I just, I still don't know them very well. I will say, uh, not even rankings, but Hermine yeah. was a little, like, yeah. I, I, I felt last week that she just needed to, like, focus up and finish on time. Like it was nerves. Right, right, but, right, right. But this week it was kind of more of the same, but she still did better than Rowan did. Yeah, her detail work, if I remember correctly, on the uh, showstopper was good, but they were like, your flavors are not good. And they were like, you need to focus more on the flavors because it's not just about the look. It's mm-hmm. about the, and like, 
that was a little bit like, oh, okay. That came back a touch this week yeah. with the teacups that she yeah, made. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where yeah. they were this beautiful, like, painted green and had, like, hand-painted little designs on them. But they were like, the biscuit does not taste very good. It doesn't taste really like anything. And I will say, the ease with which Dave seemed to perform this week was very promising. Yeah. Because it seemed like he kind of just, like, won the technical you know, like he got down to business, really, right. is what he did. And I don't even recall seeing him talking much. Like yeah. that's one of the things you said about Peter uh, last week was that he didn't really talk very he much. Just focused and did it. And the same thing with Dave. Uh, I will also say so. Two things. Just another reminder of why I love this show so much. In the technical, uh, Mark, red-haired Mark, like his his uh, piping bag jammed. And, like, seemingly without hesitation, Lottie is just like, oh, take mine. And, like, hands him her thing full of chocolate to finish his piping with. And he ends up, like, getting second, which is great. What's the, like, the blushing heart emoji? And then also there's a moment where they're, like, you know, all sitting there. And the technical is judged blind. But when they start talking about how good Marx is, you see Dave, like, nudge him. (laughs) And, like, that kind of stuff. (laughs) That stuff makes me so happy of just, like, oh, did you hear what they said? And Matt and Noel... On point this it was week. Good. They it's a there goofier, were it's but... it's goofier, but it's still fun. Yeah, it does. It feels a lot more like they enjoy playing with each other. Where Noel and Sandy, it feels like they kind of like scripted out exactly what they were going to do and say. And I mean, of course, it was still funny, it, but it feels more off the cuff to me. It was also noticeable in the Sandy and Noel uh, years. How often there were time calls where it was just one of them or the other one, Mm. right? Where perhaps they did not so much enjoy bantering with each other as much as maybe Sue and Mel did. And it seems Matt and Noel did. I'm not going to tell tales out of school because I I don't know. I think it's just, it just, maybe the personality is more and more like, let's get down to business. Maybe. I mean, Sandy definitely comes across to me as a person who is like, we have a job to do, let's do it. Yes. Whereas Noel is kind of like everywhere, right? I'm here, I'm there, I'm doing this, I'm jazz handing away, right? But- yeah, he does a lot of jazz, <laughs> hands, jazz hands, which I enjoy. Um, but like, Matt and Noel kind of have almost like a like an improv class vibe yeah. going where they say yes to each other. And now it seems like they're trying to make each other laugh, which yeah. I really appreciate. Yeah, we love that. I, 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 I'm still trying to decide entirely how I feel about it, but Noel, especially this season, <laughs> seems to have a little bit with the contestants, a vibe of, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. <laughs> That is true. Two different contestants. It was um, Lottie and uh, was Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Yes, they both were like, "You can go away yeah, now. Like, go away." Like, oh, am I distracting you? <laughs> Should I go? Like, and it's. I think it's interesting because it's exactly what I would be doing. Yes. It Are is. you trying to focus? Is am I? Is this? Is this making it hard for you to pay attention? Okay. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's everywhere. Whatever. It's on YouTube. Enjoy the show. I'm gonna call this one. Bake around.